previously on Sun and Snow. The gang defended the village of Thane's stand against a mysterious group of barbarians, many ultimately escaping with the village's coveted religious item, the glowing gauntlet of Balcazar Thane. During the attack, Cypher discovered the fallen body of the creepy elven store owner and found a picture of the elven cleric Nova on the inside of a piece of parchment marked with an eerie, deformed hand. Matixia ultimately recognized this paper as an assassination contract put out by the Burn Hand, a dangerous group of thieves and assassins, but elected to keep this information for herself. While engaged in combat, Thaumir came face to face with a face from the past, a scarred and gruff member of his Goliath tribe, Bonespar the Unbroken. Fleeing in the direction of the mountains he was named after, Bonespar disappeared into the night, but not before offering a final ominous message to his kin. There's more here than you realize. Speaking of facing one's past, we arrive at Tazaruk. The haunted dragonborn had awoken from a reoccurring nightmare into a world so very similar to it. After a close encounter with the same black stillness he had faced all those years ago, he ultimately drove one of his hand axes into the face of the frost giant. After a brief series of introductions and a new task being given to them by the severely wounded Zira, the group again prepared for sleep, the fight and the next day weighing heavy on their minds. Thamir, as you're attempting to sleep, I want you to roll me a constitution saving throw. Uh, 17. So you're attempting to go to sleep. It is very difficult at first as you feel the poison pumping through your body with each heavy heartbeat. It pains you, but you eventually fall asleep just like everybody else. I would have given you one point of exhaustion the following morning when you would have been uh, like a restless sleep. So as you're kind of going off to sleep, you can hear like your heartbeat in your ears just the... Mm-hmm. Then you fall off into sleep. For Tazarek, the voice from your dream returns briefly before sleep again takes you, and you again hear those words, spared, gauntlet, savior, destroy. And you fade off into sleep. The rest of you go to sleep fine. It was a long day. You're exhausted. And for the most part, you rest nicely through the evening. We're going to go up to full HP. All of your spells and everything is returned to you. Cypher, sleep finds you easy, and the life you left behind returns to you in fragments. It's a dream, but it's also a memory. Vormir, the majestic elven kingdom of wood and glass, stretches from treetop to treetop above you. South of Gilea, you wonder whether the long winter had stretched its icy tendrils this far south, though you have a hard time recalling ever seeing snow in this place. Your memory is as green and as equitable as the day you left. Sun streams through the forest canopy and colored glass, bathing the forest floor in a dazzling array of reds, yellows, blues, and oranges. For someone seeing this sight for the first time, they would have described it as beautiful or magical. But you see this place for what it actually is, a prison. You've wanted to escape it for decades, and today it was finally going to happen. You just had to get past your brother. Wake up, Cypher. Callan yells. He's standing right in front of you. (coughs) Your people need you here. I... I need you here. You might not be the next in line for the throne, but... (sighs) Brother, you're pretty damn close. This is a memory of the day you left. I can't stand to be. Your people need you. They have you. And what if something happens to me? What if we war again with one of the barbarian tribes north of here? I just can't see myself being a great leader. And he shakes his head and kind of looks down. You can see a little bit of tears forming in his eyes. I can't do this without you. You're going to have to learn. 
He suddenly makes a grab for you, and he grabs your hand, the one with your heirloom, the ring that okay. everyone in your family carries, and he pulls it off of you. You can have this back when you return. Until then, until then you get what you want. You're no longer an Arkansas. Just leave. Get out of my sight. Kind of stung. Hurt my heart. Took my ring. Can I wake up and cry? <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, you start to kind of walk away from him toward where the trail continues off into where, you know, it gets a little deeper into the forest and then the forest thins out and then you would head off on your way and search of adventure, whatever it is you're looking for. As you're walking away, you can kind of hear him whispering behind you, just wake up, Cypher, wake up. Suddenly you feel rough hands pushing, grabbing, tugging on you. Wake up! And you are violently awakened by one of the guards, and behind him are several more, crowding in essentially to the inside of the tent that they allowed you to sleep in the night prior. What's going on here? Take him to the courtyard, you hear one of them order to one of the other ones. Suddenly they're all upon you, and manacles are again placed on your wrists, and you wince as the coarse hands brush against your finger nubs, a painful <laughs> reminder of their recent loss. <laughs> and... uh they kind of push you out of the tent, and they ultimately lead you to the center of Thane's stand, and they force you to your knees. You feel this low, this strong jolt from your back. What's the meaning of this? I, I'm trying to help you guys get your gauntlet back. Looking around, you see one of them kind of bringing your gear and things out from the same tent that you were sleeping in. You hear a voice. It sounds somewhat familiar to you, but you can't place it immediately. Jeff, get over here. You can tell that it's one of the guards, at least. The group of guards that are surrounding you part as you see this frail boy, Jeff, cautiously step forward. I'm, I'm ready. And the rest of the guards kind of grow silent as this deep and uncharacteristic series of syllables leave this young boy's mouth. You feel this heavy darkness enter your body and just fill all of you. It's... Not necessarily painful, it's just incredibly uncomfortable. This continues on, it seems like maybe just a minute or so, but for you it feels much longer because of how com how uncomfortable it is. And then finally, Jeff slumps over, weakened, taking a couple breaths for himself before looking up at the group of guards. It's done. And suddenly you see Maxwell, the guard that you had injured the day before, step out from this group of guards and he's looking at you. You see this anger in his eyes. The curse is complete. Consider it a insurance policy, keeping you from getting too squirrely or trying to run while we're out. They throw your gear at your feet. Wait, this is a curse? It's a curse. I can detect magic. Is that something that you care to try to do? I will use it so I can learn what it is. What's my curse? I'm not even going to have you roll for it. You cast that spell as your stuff is being thrown at your feet. And you see this dark, smoky aura originating from your arms and hands. And it's, it kind of fades away as time passes. But you also see that same aura leaving Jeff. Like, uh, same deal. His hands, his mouth, his, his, uh, his face. And you were able to identify this as something that originated from the abyss. Some kind of abyssal magic. That's the source. Some place not of this plane of existence. So Jeff is like a demon or something? Or he just knows He about. channeled whatever this... <laughs> it's somewhat divine, but it's not from any of the higher planes. It's from a lower one. Interesting. That's what you, that's what you pick up. Okay. 
a couple seconds pass. You can uh, feel these rough hands again at your back as the manacles are taken off of your hands. And the rest of the guards just kind of start going about their day. At this time, the sun is rising as well. So this happened just before dawn. By the time the ritual and everything is completed, the sun is just rising. The rest of you are waking up in your various tents, places at the inn. You, initially, your tent had been destroyed. Kieran was able to hook you up with one of the rooms in the inn. So that's where you are. You had a room at the inn originally, but since you had gotten kicked out, essentially you were given her room and you were staying in a tent close to where Cypher's tent was in the regimented portion of where these tents were in Thane's stand. Kind of so the guards can keep an eye on you. I'm used to sleeping outside anyway. I'll get up and, um... I guess wait around for everybody because I'm like an early riser mm-hmm. and I don't have any belongings really, so I'm just like standing there. Mm-hmm. You're a little bit nervous this morning because... This isn't what you signed up for. You kind of just wanted to be with this group. You thought it was gonna you were gonna be here for the festival, getting a good bit of coin for that. You did not initially sign up for any kind of manhunt, especially for some magical glowing gauntlets. So you're a bit nervous. You haven't really done anything like this, at least in a while. I'm eager to discuss payment because you're right, I'm doing this for no reason. Mm, I'm, yeah. getting, I'm getting paid. We all need to discuss payment. We all need to discuss with him because he wanted us to come with him. Zero was to attack you with all of this. So, are any of the rest of you doing anything? I'm also, sharpening I'm gonna, my swords. I'm just going to seek them out to okay. meet up with them before we decide to head out. Okay. Am I in the center still? Yes. So, okay. like this, they're all waking up as you're kind of just gathering yourself. You go to speak to the guards first, and you witness kind of the tail end of what had happened with him. You had heard something about a curse, not too many specifics. It seems like Maxwell is kind of up and around, and that kind of makes you feel a bit happy because this was the guy who had the wife and kids. So, you know, it's nice to see that he's kind of up and up, but it seems like he's going to be joining you guys on uh, on this journey. So he went up to him, had asked about payment, and he, he just kind of turns to you and says, wait until we get everyone together, and then we'll talk about it. And uh, the rest of you are just waiting to meet up. So you meet up in the center of town. Maxwell is there waiting. Cypher, you're still kind of hanging out in that same general vicinity. Along with Maxwell are three others. Jeff, who's going to be coming along with you guys, as well as two other guards. One male, one female. They just kind of look you guys over like this ragtag Montley crew group of people who they're essentially going to be in a life and death potentially scenario with shortly. So they kind of give you like an apprehensive once over. But now you're all meeting up in the center of town. There was a lot going on last night. I talked to uh, Zero a little bit. He, first of all, wanted me to thank you all on his behalf. He's resting currently. I mean, I, you guys are putting yourselves out there. I appreciate that. We all appreciate that. Um, If we're able to come back with this gauntlet in one piece, you are going to be compensated heavily. So just so you're entirely aware you're not doing this for free we get that no um you're saying that we're gonna get paid after the fact but who's going to feed us and provide us shelter Mm. I'm glad that you asked and he gestures over to one of the guards who nods runs over to uh kind of near one of the tents uh closest to where you guys are standing you see now there's some packs that were sitting there freshly packed just waiting to go the guard picks him up, hands a couple to Maxwell and to the other guard, and he kind of 
starts handing these packs out evenly to you guys. It's a couple, maybe a week, week and a half worth of rations, depending on how much you're eating in this here pack, uh, along with three other health potions if you guys require it while we're out. A little bit of alcohol in there just to get us through the colder nights. A couple other blankets, cloaks, robes, pretty much just a, some rope, just a survival kit uh, just for everyone here. So thank you for asking. Okay. So I still have questions. <laughs> I know that I work for you guys and all, but this gauntlet is obviously very important to you and your city. Absolutely. So will our compensation reflect the amount of love that you guys have for this gauntlet? Roll a persuasion check. Ten. Yeah. Uh, Maxwell thinks about this for a little bit. Well, no, ultimately it's not my call. It's up to Zira and the others here, but... I think that we could probably talk to him once we get back, depending on how long we're out. Thanks. So Probably. We could probably all die while we're out today. So, yeah, I, I'm saying, you know, it's it, it's going to depend on how things go once we get out there. I could put in a good word for you guys if everyone, he kind of looks over to you, Cypher, behaves. <laughs> okay. And Matixia, you notice uh, at least one of these guards, the, the female, looks over and kind of uh, looks at you as well because they, they do recognize you as the pickpocket from the day prior. Yeah, they better watch out. <laughs> I think to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm obviously the most wanted person in this group that I'd watch who to fuck with when it comes to money. <laughs> I just want to kill people. <laughs> well, we're you're gonna get your chance. We're not gonna let a those a single one of those fuckers survive. Maybe track mm-hmm. them down. I like it. I'm gonna to start to eat some of my rations. So I'm hungry. What is the range of detect magic? When you had cast it earlier, I'm just curious. Thirty. It'll last for ten minutes. Mm. Toward the end of your spell disappearing is when the rest of this group kind of arrives and starts gathering around. You do detect. Just before that spell disappears, a hint of magic coming off the weapon that he had taken. Do I know what magic it is? Um, it's something of this plane specific to that weapon. You get the sense that it has some version of additional force damage. Interesting. I'm ready to rock and roll if you guys are. I'm ready when you guys. Yeah, let's go. I don't know what rock and roll is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to rock and go kill people. <laughs> okay. So go kill people with rocks? Yep. <laughs> I guess that works. I got like five, seven swords. I'm ready to go. You guys are currently in the center of the town. You collectively kind of turn to your left, looking past the tower where the section of wall was destroyed the night prior. There's still a little bit of smoke, just a little bit coming off of where this was destroyed. And Maxwell just turns to you guys. All right, it's time to go. And as you are leaving the village of Thane Stand, you can hear behind you, Kieran, turning people away from the main entrance. I am sorry, we, we had some issues, uh, had some issues last night. We're in the process of getting it figured out. Please just, just, uh, uh, just bear with us. And you hear that as you're, as you're leaving. With daylight pushing away the darkness, you see now what Zira and Jeff were talking about the night prior. And as you're walking out, through this destroyed section of Palisade, a loud crack rings out ahead of you, further illustrating the point. The icy tundra between Thane's Stand and the Bonespar Mountains are pockmarked with large, frozen, though thawing, bodies of water. I want 
one of you to roll me a nature check. Samir, if you remember with this terrain, you get advantage because you've been out on this terrain for a while, specifically studying it. 13, so 17. 17? You can tell just by the way that the various frozen lakes and things ahead of you, the way they look, that this was once dense marshland. There's quite a bit between you and your destination, which Maxwell points out is the mountains, thinking that they head that direction. Guys, just be careful. It looks like the ice is thawing. Maxwell kind of looks to you guys as well. This is kind of embarrassing for us, but we're acolytes, we're guards, we're not very good trackers. Are there any among you who can maybe help us out looking for tracks and the safe way across this water here? I have plus four survival. I have plus five survival. (laughs) (laughs) Can't be you, because you just did yours. Mm. Mine's plus three. Oh, 19. You look ahead and... You can see where these large, it's a collection of footprints. Some of them are larger. You can imagine from the belonging to at least one set to the Goliath that you guys had encountered the night prior. But there's many other footprints here as well. And you can kind of see looking around various places where people were once standing and arrow marks where it looks like arrows were stuck in the ground. uh, Like where they had pulled the arrows out and were then shooting them into the town. This is where they were situated during this attack kind of essentially to both sides of where you guys are exiting but more so off to the right like they were covering their retreat from the town and with that higher roll you notice that it's more than just human orc and goliath footprints they're all wearing boots so you can't tell what some of the other humanoid prints belong to but some of them look a little bit daintier i guess Slightly smaller, an elf or a dwarf at this point, you don't really know. But it seems like whoever had attacked you last night was a, a very diverse group. You also notice kind of snaking through some of these various frozen bodies of water are a set of tracks that disappear as they stretch on into the horizon toward where these mountains are. Am I supposed to say all that? <laughs> no. That's just, I mean, you can say whatever you want, but... You rolled pretty high with a 19, so I just gave you as much info as possible. It looks like a diverse group of creatures have attacked us here. And their footprints going that way. <laughs> this is the <a> report writing. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell kind of nods. Thank you. He motions for the rest of you to start heading that direction. Based on how wide this trail is, it looks like you guys probably cannot do more than two people walking side by side at a time. So I'm going to need a marching order. So since she's the tracker and I'm probably the strongest, I'd say it's probably a tie between the two of us. I'll take front with her. I'll take mid just because of the natures. The treacherous terrain. It's a good idea. How many people are in the group? There's nine of you total. Nine. Since you're ranged, you should probably take up the rear. Okay. Because you can watch our back, and you've got a pretty good sight line to the front. Maxwell makes it a point to be close to you at all times. So he's in the back. <laughs> he's in the back with you. This fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put Jeff, like, in front of them, too, because he's the healer of the group. Or he's one Jeff of the Jeff is coming. Oh, yes, Jeff is here. Yes. He's uh, he's standing in front of Maxwell. No, oh, but where do you want to be? Do you want to be next to Jeff? 
And then the guards are interspersed between us, other than Maxwell? Uh, yes. One of the guards is standing next to Thamir, and one of standing... There's no one next to him, because nine is an odd number. So he's standing behind Thamir and in front of Nova. So... What are you doing with my fingers? I wasn't there for that. But I wish I could have been. <laughs> I would have taken a lot more than those fingers. I'll tell you that. They're gone. They'll grow back soon. You, you think your fingers are going to grow back? <laughs> <laughs> no, Frank was a good friend of mine. I didn't get to talk to him at all. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what a <laughs> dick. That's both though. Meanwhile, Thamir, you're, uh, you're kind of next to this guard. This is the female guard. She, uh, she turns to you. Oh my god, I am like so excited for this. I, I haven't been out like a whole lot. <laughs> so, oh my god. Is this exciting for you? Because it is so exciting for me. Not really. This is an average day. Can we start a death pool? My money's on uh, that guard first. <laughs> you're, uh, she kind of brushes her hair aside. So you're a, you're a dangerous, dangerous kind of guy then? Not really. No? She's like the slut that gets killed in the horror movie. <laughs> so you're a, you're a Goliath. I can see the size of your hands. They're pretty big. She kind of reaches a hand out to shake yours. My name's Lizzie. <laughs> I told her I'd include her. <laughs> She's not a gay man. She's a straight woman. Thomas, <laughs> nice to meet you. Oh my god, your hands are like so strong. <laughs> Can I hear this? No, because no. you're having at, at this time you're still having this conversation with Maxwell. This is all kind of happening somewhat simultaneously. Nova, Jeff just turns to you. That was a pretty crazy night last night. Yeah, it was. They killed Glora Thames. Do you know that? He was like a not like a father. Uh, he was like a Kind of like a creepy uncle to me. <laughs> I just look at him like. Hey, Jeff, show me on the doll. Where do you do? I don't want to entertain that conversation. No, I'm just. I really looked up to the guy, you know, and I, I just. Well, there's no other, like, super religious people around except for you, you know, and I just. You know, I, I hope on this journey I can maybe learn a couple things from you. If, you know, if you would be willing to, to teach me a thing or two or, you know, dispel some of your wisdom, anything. You have the worst battle, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Oh, really? You mean it? I don't mind, no. Oh, man. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to start thinking of some questions, some good. No, no, you don't have to think. It's just let it come to you. <laughs> With that, you guys kind of continue on. The going is pretty slow. Uh, it's like each step through this, either the thick snow or the icy surface must be carefully decided in advance despite you guys having this this trail ahead of you. Because as the day continues, there's a little bit of wind that comes across the, the tundra. And as you're continuing on, more and more snow is filling in where this set of tracks was leading into the mountains. Um, Are elves in D&D the same as, like, elves in Lord of the Rings where they can just walk right on top of the snow or no? That's a great question. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <I'm> just wondering. <laughs> with this wind, even with the bright sun shining down on you guys, and the day is getting warmer as it goes on, 
this unobstructed wind, because there's nothing else across this tundra save you guys, it chills each of you to the bone. Matixi, I want you to roll me uh, another survival check as the day stretches on. This is now several hours into this trek. You're cold, you're shivering. Uh, that's going to be a 21. Despite all of this, you're still able to keep a weathered eye on this trail ahead of you. And at no point does it leave your sight. You just, you focus on that. It's good that Tazarik is next to you because otherwise you would have just kept going and going. There's a couple times where you're actually having to tell her like, hey, do you mind slowing down? Like there's a whole group of people behind you. Like we're not in a race here. And uh, you guys end up just trekking through the entire day, just from sunrise to noon to sunset. And uh, there's a handful of times when Maxwell instructs everyone just to take a quick break and eat. But for the most part, you guys are just walking and walking and walking. Finally, with the sun now setting just to the right of the mountains, Maxwell turns to the group again. We need to make camp for the night. Picks a spot in the snow because there's no place any better than any of the others. And with that, he starts setting up his gear. You see the two other guards setting up their stuff as well. You guys want to stop? Yeah, it's not probably really a choice a, for you, Maxwell says. <laughs> when I stop, you stop. It's that simple. Probably a good idea. Get some rest for the night. Continue in the morning. Pomier, Lizzie again turns to you. Oh my god, do you like, do you think we should do a campfire? Because it's going to get really cold tonight. No, with, with the area, people will see it for miles. So you, because it's going to, do you think we should just stay a little bit closer just to, uh... <laughs> You know, just to make sure we stay warm through the cold winter night. The slut in the woods gotta, always gets killed in I got a, I got a uh, sleeping bag for two, big boy. <laughs> she, uh, she winks at you as she starts to unroll her sleeping bag, which normally would be large enough for two, but it, like, would maybe be large enough just to fit you. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, you know what? We'll say for the most part, I mean, you guys have to be a little bit spread out, social distancing and all that, but for the most part, you guys are kind of There's in the a... coronavirus. You guys are kind of in a circle. So I, so I hear... You can hear that, yeah. I hear conversation. Hey, Liz. Mm-hmm. Was I know her name? No, you, you hadn't heard that before. Hey, miss. He's too big. What about me? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell kind of leans in. No, you're sleeping near me tonight. <laughs> <laughs> can you cuddle? <laughs> He says this entirely non, not as a joke, but I know it's going to sound like that. He looks to you and he says, you're on thin ice. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> Did you draw your sword on me in the night? Cypher, <laughs> is that a dagger in your pocket? <laughs> it's the only dagger I have. Jeff, you see, kind of sets his stuff out. Nova, you're kind of watching this. He pulls out a book. It's You can't tell if it's a spell book or a diary or what, but he's, like, jotting down a little bit in it um, and just kind of looking out across the... the shot. And the other guard, they're, they're setting up their stuff. I'm going to set my stuff up over there. <laughs> you move your stuff, like, not even trying to hide it, <laughs> away from Lizzie, and she just... And she kind of scans the rest of the group. And her eyes finally lock with yours, Tazer. <laughs> oh, no. And uh, slowly, she just... <laughs> oh my god, what are you? Come on now. Go away. Leave me in my thoughts. Hi! 
Maxwell purposely sits right in front of you. <laughs> and I said, I'll back away from everyone else. You notice at this time that the other guard is still kind of eyeing you up. And as you move further away, he kind of scoots his stuff just to be a little bit closer to you, just to maintain that eye. And Maxwell, kind of taking a moment to stop focusing on you, turns to you, Thamir, and says, it's a good idea, us not having any fire tonight. We don't know what else is on these planes, and we sure as shit don't want the things that we're tracking to know that we're coming. I think we're making pretty good time so far today, so let's just try to get our rest tonight. And first thing tomorrow, we're, as soon as we get some light, we're heading back out. Does anyone have any issues with that? No. Sounds good to me. He kind of surveys the group again. Who wants to take first watch? I will. As soon as you say that, Jeff, like, I'll, I'll, I'll stay up with her. <laughs> and Maxwell nods and at this point the sun is starting to go down Maxwell pulls what rations he can out of his bag and whatever he does not need to cook he kind of starts chowing down on and Jeff kind of sits next to you and he pulls out like a it's a very hard loaf of bread and he starts just gnawing on it trying to trying to get what he can but he's a very like passive kind of guy so like he's more nibbling or failing to bite through the bread it's actually kind of sad and embarrassing to watch for you um, Poor Jeff. I know right now I'm starting to feel bad so uh what do you think could be out here it is what it is alright <laughs> and uh the other guards start to go to sleep are you guys heading right to bed or I'm uh I'm just sitting by myself a little bit to drink and so you're you're staying awake I'll take a second watch, so I'll head straight to bed. Okay. The other guard, Matixia, you see him. He, It seems like he's staying up for as long as you are. He's still sitting there. You grab a drink, he grabs one of his, but it's it doesn't seem like it's anything alcoholic, and he's just sitting there watching you. Okay, so as the night draws on, I want... Nova, I want you to roll me a perception check with advantage, because Jeff is helping you. Actually, with disadvantage, because Jeff is distracting you. <laughs> <laughs> On that one. 21. Silva, can I ask you something? Sure. Um, where do babies come from? <laughs> oh, wait, wait. No, it's just 18. Um, where do babies come from? Yeah, no, I, well, no one's I'm ever else, told me. So... Yeah, babies like everyone else. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was hoping there was they don't, You guys don't lay eggs or anything. Um, like some people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm not really okay. sure how dragon boards procreate. I don't even want to think about it. I, I just seem like a dragon, so I'm going to ask him where his mom is. Oh, I I don't have moms. I don't have a dad. I, I, the, the, the order picked me up when I was really little, and they just, that's all I've ever really known. Like I said, Glorathane's kind of been like an uncle to me. Do you want to have kids? And he kind of blushes a little bit. <laughs> Are you? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I never really thought about it. I don't know if I could take care of a kid, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I'm kind of a kid myself. <laughs> <laughs> How old are you, Jeff? Uh, like 16 or 17 or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. I, I never really had any birthdays. Oh. Well, you should pick your birthday tonight. I don't know. What do you want your birthday to be? I mean, it kind of, there's been a lot of bad stuff going on. I don't know if I want my birthday to be like, on the anniversary of when the gauntlet was stolen, you know? Mm. And, I, like, all these people that are dying, and I don't want the anniversary of of Glorathane's death and my birthday to be, like, the same day, you know? Well, what's your favorite season? I only really know winter. 
What was your favorite day in winter? Uh, there was one day. It was a Thursday. I don't know. I got like off early, and it's like Lorthane didn't need me to like clean anything, and I just kind of sat and just watched the snow fall, and it was just kind of peaceful, you know. <laughs> and what what day was that? What was the date? Oh, it was a Thursday. I don't know. <laughs> Make every Thursday his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, when you're ready to pick a, a day for your birthday, let me know. Over the course of the night, <laughs> over the next couple hours, as you two are talking, you're still able, like, you're only, like, kind of half listening to him, because he's just so boring and sad. <laughs> the rest of you are now starting to drift off to sleep. You don't you don't see anything out and around you, and with your dark vision, you would have a better view than most others would, but you do hear in the distance, how faint how... All right, I wake everybody up. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Oh, freaking yes. Nova, what yes. is it? What? what there was want? there was some howling, so uh, stand by. So you're telling me there's wolves in the wild? Yes. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how far? Did it sound like they were close? It sounds like Maxwell. it was within a ten mile radius. Ten miles from us? Yes. Why are you freaking out? We have two big guys here. Okay. Maxwell so just I, she has okay. a deep breath. And looks back at you and Jeff, who kind of just recoils a little bit. Next time, just wake me if you need something, all right, Nova? If there's someone actually here. Okay, and I curse at all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I just kind of roll my eyes. Like, as you all fall asleep, you're attacked by wolves and everyone dies. <laughs> you can stay awake. All right, um, so this is a, a couple I'm, hours at this point, so this. Maxwell's purposely sitting out with you. Do you have dark vision? I was about to cast it on myself. Oh, you can cast it? Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah, okay. Who's who's uh, gonna be with Thamir? Surprised <laughs> Lizzie doesn't want to stay up with him. So you kind of sit up because we're gonna go off of your initial response, which was you you kind of start to head that direction, and then Lizzie just starts she wakes up really quick and bolts your direction and then she just casts you like the darkest glance ever like don't don't mess with my man <laughs> and she's like um maxwell i can totally stay up she uh pulls up a spot next to you in the snow just really really close i scoot you over so uh there's some wolves out here Apparently, isn't that like so scary? I'm so I'm shaking. Why don't you watch that side of the camp? I'll watch this side. I want Lizzie to hear what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she kind of goes around and places her back against yours and like nuzzles just a little bit, and then she like she kind of whispers over to you. You're right. I like this more. <laughs> I'm gonna stand back, and do back to back is my favorite position. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stand up and just walk around the camp by myself. You get up and start walking, and uh, a second passes. I can I can watch you walk away all night. <laughs> and uh, go ahead, roll a perception. She wants roll with advantage because I have my dark vision on. Roll with advantage. She wants some Goliath dip. Seventeen plus five is twenty-two. Again, the night is quiet. You don't witness 
you don't see, you don't even at this point hear anything, save the occasional gust of wind blowing the snow around you. A couple more hours pass. Who's taking the next walk? Do you, do you and Maxwell want to? Yeah, I want to talk okay. to him. So um, <laughs> you, you start to wake up. You are already going to volunteer for the next one. But before you even get the chance to say anything, Maxwell is pushing you awake. We're next. And uh, he sits in this, some spot in the snow and just surveys the area around you guys. Why are you a dick all the time? I'm a dick to you because you tried to murder me and you murdered my friend. Oh, yeah, that guy. What's his name? His Punch name is Frank. Punch him in the face. Do a jab, cross, hook, uppercut. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh... He never said a word to me. It's almost like his head wasn't there. There's a moment where you think he's about to strike you, and then that moment passes. Roll me a quick perception check. Three plus five. You are able to catch enough to see him mutter something under his breath. Like you see his lips move, but you can't make out what it is. And he just goes back to staring out the area around you guys. Hey, so once I get this, uh, this gauntlet, I'm free to go, aren't I? That's what the quartermaster said. Uh, sorry about your friend. He. No, I'd rather us just sit here in silence. Uh, That's okay with you. I don't want to sit in silence, though. So, um, <laughs> what do you do for fun? <clears throat> he uh, just sits up, not saying a word to you, and walks over to where Jeff is sleeping, nudges him awake. Uh, yeah. What, what do you What do you need? <laughs> do something about this one, will you? And uh, Jeff just wide eyed, kind of sits up. Uh, what do you mean? And he just says, just do some of your freaky shit. I don't know. Just make him leave me alone. And, uh, Jeff looks over at you and... Don't do it, Jeff. Uh, I'm sorry. He's, he's telling me to. And, uh, he kind of thinks for a second and starts muttering beneath his breath. You can see his hands moving just a little bit, uh, like underneath his blanket. (laughs) And, uh... There's a moment that passes. You suddenly feel this intense discomfort in the pit of your stomach that could be likened to a feeling that you're familiar with when uh, you really need to go to the bathroom. It came diarrhea. (laughs) (laughs) And Jeff pauses. Maxwell, I'm sorry. I I don't know if I cast the right spell. Roll me a constitution. (laughs) Saving the (laughs) road. For his constipation. (laughs) It gave me diarrhea. 18. Jeff casts. You shit yourself. <laughs> you're able to fight it for now, but you almost violently exploded in your pants. Maxwell, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I was sleepy. I just, I maybe that'll work. <laughs> and Maxwell's like, I don't know what you did, but I guess we'll find out. And he kind of looks over at you and slowly sits down. <laughs> What's your problem, man? You're facing, you're still facing Jeff, kind of. Maxwell's, like, behind you. So you go to turn right, and you can't. You go to turn around to face Maxwell, and there's some force preventing you from turning right. What the fuck? Are you kidding me? <laughs> what is this? Can I move at all? Or I'm just, I just yeah. kind of look to my right. Can I look left? Yeah, you turn left fine. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here? Did he paralyze me? You feel this inability to move right. You just can't turn right. If you want to turn right, you have to go left all the way. 270 degrees. I have to go just plunging. Why can't I turn to the right? I ask. You just hear Jeff. Oh, that might be my fault. 
Sometimes some of my spells have side effects. Does it wear off? Yeah, just I, if I, I would recommend like just listening to Maxwell, please, because I'm tired. And if he wakes me up again, I don't know what I'll do to you. I'm on. I don't know what I'll do to you. <laughs> Wait, can I whisper to him? You can attempt to. Okay, this is a little fucking. What the hell did you do to me earlier? For the sake of this, I want you to roll me a sleight of hand. I'm seeing if Maxwell hears it. Oh, gotcha. 18 plus 5 plus yeah. 4. Plus. Maxwell doesn't seem to hear you. He's kind of looking off still, surveying. Earlier today? Yeah. I saw that I saw that dark magic coming from your hands into my it's, soul. It's... Maxwell's not going to want me to tell you. Uh, and he's right there. I... I, I you, listen, you scare me, but you don't scare me as much as he does. I'm, I'm sorry. I know where you live. And I walk away. <laughs> you turn left. You look left. Yeah, you turn away, but you have to turn left to go back. To go back. Um, are you doing anything else? Are, are we still doing our watch or are we going to bed? Yeah, that's why I'm asking. Because if not, I'm going to have you roll a perception check with advantage. 16 plus 5. Again, you guys are rolling really high on these. So, so kudos to you. That's perfect. So with your dark vision, you're able to see somewhat clearly across the plains. You don't see anything moving. It's just either the white of the snow or the blackness of the sky. You see nothing else. Switching of shifts come again. Matixia, the other guard, the one who's been watching you this whole time, kind of nudges you awake. Not hard, but enough to wake you. I think it's our turn. And he goes over to where everyone else has been sitting and starts staring across the plains. I'm just going to stare, too. I've got nothing to say to this guy. Okay, go ahead and roll a perception check with advantage. 16. The night is quiet. Switching to shifts again. Hazaric. You're the only one who hasn't, right? Right. What time is it at this point? It's now getting a little bit earlier. There's a little bit of light peeking up from the horizon, but uh, it's not like waking up time yet. It will be in about an hour, so your shift's actually a little bit like shorter than everyone else's, but it's light enough where you're able to see. The guard who had stayed up with you is electing to stay up just one so we can keep an eye on you and two just to be the second person I don't think there's anything that I really want to do actually I'm going to ask him if he knows anything about a town called Kent because that's what the, the map that I had found on that big guy yeah I mean we our, our caravan passed that it's south of here um, we, we went through there it's kind of one of the few other bastions of civilization here in the area <laughs> the only thing within 100 miles close to a city yeah passed through there uh geez i want to say maybe a month or so ago you wouldn't happen to have ever heard of a person named arnwana have you uh, no no i can't say i have who, who is she if I, if I might ask i'm not sure yet but i'll figure it out does she have something to do with are you asking me if it costs me $700? I don't know. Be so cheap? But hopefully I will soon. Alright, well... It's like a six-session type I mean, it, you do your own thing, man, but I, I think, uh, you know, uh, us facing whatever we're about to face out here, it's going to require our full attention, so... I'm trying to listen to Eyes D &D. up, yeah. Of course. I always give everything my full attention. You're a bit of a brooding fellow, aren't you? Yeah, well, that's what you get after all these years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, um, 
I think I used to be a lot like you. Uh, it seems like a lifetime ago now, but uh, I lost a couple of people dear to me, and well, I was in some pretty dark times, and then I uh, discovered my faith. It's really kept me afloat. The only thing keeping me afloat is the thought of revenge. Uh, brother, I just hope you know what you're getting yourself into, because it's like drinking water out of a cup with a hole in the bottom. I'm Connor, by the way. <laughs> I just, you know, I, I'm saying I'm a lot like you. I don't know where you've been from. I'm just, I'm just trying to paint that picture, you know. I still want to be in our story too. <laughs> um, I'm ultimately going to try to throw everybody in our class into the campaign in some way or another. Now. Well, Tazarik, it's nice to meet you, and he kind of offers you a handshake. You want anything to drink? No, I'm okay for now. Oh, that's fine. Hey, uh, what do you know about that one? And he gestures towards Metixia. Not much. No, she's a thief. But yeah, that's about it. Punch her in the face. Well, uh, I'm doing my best to keep an eye on her, but if you wouldn't mind, just I can't be awake all the time. You know, I gotta have eyes elsewhere. If you see anything, just point it to my attention, if you don't mind. Oh, well, you know. Just gotta make sure I'm doing my job right. I'm gonna wake up just to prepare a new spell. Okay, cool. So, uh, go ahead and roll the final perception check. What was it? 17. Again, it's quiet. It seems like whatever this howling was at the beginning of the night didn't seem to head your guys' direction. And kind of toward the end of your shift, you notice... Uh, some people like are stirring awake now and the first one to wake is Thamir. So he, he wakes up and you see him, he almost enters like some kind of meditation almost, just preparing himself for the day. Uh, Connor kind of gives you a look and gives you a little bit of a nod before standing and ultimately starting to pack up some of his gear. Uh, and with that, you guys are all now waking up on this next day. I'm going to pack up all of my gear. Cypher, you realize as you're kind of waking up in the first thing in the morning, you also are having a hard time rolling to your right side when you're sleeping, you can, <laughs> which sucks because your right side is your comfortable side. We're going to say for the sake of this, essentially you did your meditation uh, and then you just spent the rest of the night just kind of thinking about how you're going to get out of this predicament. Yeah, I can't turn right. <laughs> can't turn right. A couple times you fight this bout of diarrhea, but you're able to right, so keep it at bay. Can I talk to Maxwell? Yeah, he's now waking up. Listen, fucker. <clears throat> if I'm, if I'm going to help you in this, being in the rear of this group, and I can't look to the right, I can't shoot my bows and arrows if we get attacked in the rear. Listen, fucker. If you play everything right, I'm not going to murder you out here. That's baseline for you. You're not getting any additional shit. And the more you fuck with me, the more we fuck with you. Yeah? You want that gauntlet? Yeah, I want the gauntlet. I want the gauntlet, too. For you, obviously. <laughs> Roll a deception check. <laughs> I'm not going to steal <laughs> Depending on my uh, deception. <laughs> Oh, I got a two. <laughs> <laughs> is it a one overall or a two? It's a one overall. I'm not seeing it. If no. you touch that gauntlet, you lose that hand. Mm. Do you understand? Understood, Chief. And he looks over to everyone else. Are we ready to go? Yes, sir. Yep. He, yeah, I'm ready. All right. He's pulling whatever rashes he can out of his bag. Same deal as the night before. Just whatever he can eat cold. And everyone starts walking. Matixia again. Roll me another survival. You're following the tracks the following day. Uh, 16. 16. 
couple hours pass. You guys make it about noon as that sun slowly creeping across the sky. You finally reach the base of the mountains, and it's kind of surprising to you almost the way that they suddenly rise from the flat ground you become accustomed to because it's just flat, icy tundra, just flat, flat. There's nothing, and then all of a sudden the mountains just start almost out of nowhere. I want someone to do a perception check. I don't care who. Oh, Not Matixia because she is she is following this this uh, route. Plus three. Nineteen. Go ahead and roll me one as well. Roll yours with advantage. Uh you know what? For you in your case, either intelligence or history, whichever's higher. Sixteen plus oh nineteen plus four. Okay. So yeah, between the two of you guys, you're able to see that most of the stone of, of these mountains are covered in the same white flakes as everything else. And much of what is exposed of the rock face proper is a light gray. But you also notice thick veins of black obsidian that run throughout. And you recognize it as the same material the tower and Thane stand was constructed from. And you recognize this, obsi- uh, this obsidian. You can't recall the name off the top of your head, but you realize it's fairly valuable when it's mined and trucked out. It's like these mountains themselves... During the summers, when it's not winter, there's constant mining and caravans that run back and forth from this uh, mountain range. And a lot of the material gathered is used in various cities and towns and just various forms of construction across the land. And at this point, uh, you guys can all hear collectively this trickle of water as you're approaching from where the melted snow is now running freely around and between the rocks of the mountain and then ultimately flowing into what is now the soggy earth beneath your feet. You see where the snow and ice is thawed and you're now leaving that marshland into the mountain lands. And it's kind of like a V almost where there's a trail that kind of snakes up into the mountains on the right side of that V. And then further, like deeper into that V on the left is where this little trickle of water is coming down from all the water that is melted off the mountain. Still Um, no trees. I was saying it's a mountain because that's one of my uh, favorite terrains. Yeah, so you get advantage on a whole bunch of shit. While traveling for an hour or more in your chosen terrain, difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. Your group cannot become lost except by magical means, and I remain alert to danger even when I'm endangered by another activity. I can move stealthily to a normal place while alone, and find twice as much food whilst foraging, mm-hmm. while I'm tracking creatures, and you and I learned the exact numbers and sizes of how long they passed from the area. Before that, roll me an investigation check. Yes, sir. And as he's rolling that, you guys know that the where this pathway is leading up into the ma- into the mountains is very narrow, too narrow for uh, like a large beast to traverse. It's more like a hiking trail, and. Um, as it gets deeper into the mountains, it narrows to the point where you guys now have to travel single file. Fourteen. It appears, uh, based on how old some of these tracks are, and you and Matixia are able to work this out between the two of you, that it seems like it's only been a number of hours that has passed since the attackers went through here. Maybe an hour or two, at most. Can so they look very fresh. Can I speak? Yeah. We're close to them. We're a couple hours away from them. They're in front of us somewhere. Do you agree? Yes. Maxwell kind of tenses up a little bit and looks to the other guards and looks to the rest of you. Stay on your A game. Uh, what is A game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, single file. What is our new marching order? 
I mean, I'll I assume basically the same as yeah. before, just everyone kind of shifts. Can I be behind like Maxwell? You, be you are Maxwell's behind you. She'd still be in front because she's tracking. Then I'd be behind her. Then. Thamir, you're behind Tazarek. Lizzie's behind you because she likes the view. How <laughs> <laughs> did I know you were going to <laughs> uh, Connor's behind her. Then Jeff. Then Nova. Then Cypher. Then Maxwell. In that order. I'm about to have diarrhea on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's just crop dusting Maxwell the entire time. Uh, do we still have that extra HP that Nova gave us? For Bless? Yeah. No. That's only good for like 10 minutes or so. Yeah, it was 10 minutes. Oh, I thought it was a while. Okay, so you guys start to enter onto this trail, and it's it's still pretty snowy, still pretty icy, so the going starts out really slow. But thankfully, since you have your companion here who is an expert in this terrain, you guys are able to make pretty good time, where it seems like you're now gaining considerably on the on your quarry. After a couple miles, the path wraps around the edge of a cliff, on the other side of where this turn is, a section of the trail has been destroyed. Tixia, you're in front. Roll me a perception check. Seven. You see where this section of the trail is destroyed. It looks like maybe you can get across this section if you jump. It's maybe like uh, four feet wide. There was once trail here, but it looks like it was recently... Something recently collided with this section of the trail and destroyed it. You notice... Something shiny along one of the edges, the other end, like a liquid. She sees that or we all She sees it. You know that there's some kind of obstruction or something wrong with the trail ahead, but that's all you see. All right. We're going to have to jump across here. It's only about four feet, and it looks like there's water at the other side. Maxwell says, uh, well, I'm going to jump last, just in case. We're making good time. Don't want to stop now. Who wants to jump first? Well, I'll jump first. I'm ahead of everyone. That works. Roll me. Can I create or destroy water? Yeah, if if you want to. If it is water, if it doesn't work, then we know it's not water. Sure. Do you want to destroy it? Destroy it, yeah. For the sake of this, you cast your spell. It has no effect. It's not water. I want everyone to roll acrobatics or athletics, whichever is higher. (laughs) I'm 16. 15 plus 4. 19. I got a Not 20. 20. Regular 20. I got 19. <laughs> okay. I got a nat 20. Nat 20? <laughs> We're all jumping all this right. down. So we're doing, Matixia, what did you roll? Front you get across just fine. To Zurich, you're fine, I imagine. 20, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, how are the guards doing? Are they good or? Well, so we're jumping in order. Okay. So Matixia, you get it right across to the other side, no issue. Before everyone else jumps, do you want to look at what this thing is? Yeah. It's blood. Oh. Fresh blood. <laughs> we all did that. <laughs> Can I see where it's coming from? Roll an investigation this time. Seven. Seven. You see that this is indeed like fresh blood splatter along the broken section and like also along the side wall because the way that this there's cliff on one side, there's wall on the other side, and then there's the trail. It looks like there is a large scrape out of the side of the mountain where this uh, section of the trail was destroyed. Like something had hit it. So do we know it's blood or no? No. Only she does. she does. It's blood. We're getting closer. Now everyone knows. 
Okay. So, Tazurik, you get across, Thamir. Uh, Thamir, you're jumping, you get across successfully. Lizzie is fresh on your heels, and she jumps, but she does not jump nearly as far as you do, and she lands right on the edge, and, oh, oh, no, 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 and she starts to fall, fall backwards. You strap back of her hand. <laughs> and you, you pull her up. <laughs> and just once, she, oh, you saved once she gets her feet, I let her go. Oh, my God. You are my hero. Good old hero complex. <laughs> Sorry, I, uh, I am smitten. And, uh, at that same time, you hear a faint scrape and a tumbling of rocks and debris that fall along the, uh, for you guys, the other side, so the side you just came from, as Connor, the next person who is going to jump, uh, kind of runs up to the edge and, like, does a fake out, like, oh, that's actually a lot further down than I thought, and he almost fell as well, but he rolled a natural 20 on the second, so he gains his bearings, he's able to jump across. Jeff watches as the rocks and things tumble down the side of the hill, and suddenly the rest of you guys hear, oh my god, guys, there's a body down there, there's a body, everyone, hey, there's a, there's a dead body down there, and he points down uh, maybe 100, 150 so feet, it's a long drop. Uh, but you guys see a single dead body, somewhat crushed uh, because there's some rocks and things over top of it. And it looks like one of the people that you've been following. Only instead of it being a human or orc or Goliath, this one is an elf. You can see like kind of down the side as well where the body had made contact with several rocks and things that were jutted out. You can see like matted hair and brain matter and things as it was falling and, and hitting. This thing is dead as shit. And uh, at that same time, right as you guys realize the body, you suddenly hear these yells and screams that echo from the caverns around you. You have an idea that it's coming from somewhere up ahead because that's the only option. But because of where you guys are situated, you get this really eerie echo that it seems to originate from all places. It's back! And you hear someone else scream, watch out! And suddenly there's this loud crash that follows, and in the clanging of arms, it sounds like people are fighting, but it doesn't last very long, maybe just a couple seconds, because suddenly, uh, where it was once echo and crashing in this valley, there is suddenly silence. What the fuck was that? And... Jeff, uh, jump across. Jeff jumps across. <laughs> Jeff, so we're going toward the thing? And the rest of you jump across fine as well. Alright, everybody be ready. We have no idea what's ahead. So can I can I draw my weapons? You draw them. Maxwell gives you this glance, but then he draws his own and kinda gives you like a almost like a nod and just kinda stares up ahead. Wait, I have, can I talk to him? Sure. I can have two weapons at the same time. Don't die. So I'm gonna arm myself too. I wish I could say the same to you. <laughs> Let's get that gauntlet, bud. <laughs> um, Nova, standing behind Jeff, you see this light emanate from his hands. <gasps> like he's preparing for whatever you guys get yourselves into. I'll pull my quarterstaff out too, but use it more like a walking stick right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, Metixia, you're still leading this merry band of travelers. What are you doing? Uh, well, I also drew my weapons, mm -hmm. my swords. Okay. And we're, we're moving forward. We're going. Okay. You guys continue on. It only takes another step or two, and you hear, again, echoing from around you, this... 
Like the sound of many legs going across a hard surface, but then it disappears. It seems to get quieter, and then it goes silent. You guys continue on, and it doesn't take long, maybe another half mile, maybe another mile or so, and you come across this almost like a clearing where the path goes from being very narrow to opening up a bit, and across from you, the path kind of splits. On the left side across from you is where the path continues up the mountain, and then it disappears behind like a hump. And then on the right side is another path that descends into a cave. But what catches your attention before either of that is the blood-soaked snow and bits of body parts that are on the ground. Just some of them are still steaming in the snow. They're still warm. The blood is still melting some of the snow. It's very fresh. Where's the sound coming from? The cave? You don't hear anything anymore. Uh, Let's go into the cave. So Maxwell, kind of looking up and around the tracks we were following, where where are they leading? Are they they going up or down? I don't want to go in any any kind of cave unless I have to. Cypher, you're going to follow. I want you to roll investigation, and I want you to roll investigation, both of you. 17 plus 1, 18. 13. It seems like the tracks are descending into the cave. Um, yeah, it seems like the tracks are going uphill. They're going both ways? You guys both succeeded, but... I think he wants us to split the group. So your knowledge and experience is telling you one thing, and Great yours is telling experience. you another. <laughs> Based on my training experience. So I picked up people are going that they're the trails uphill. I picked up that the trail's going into the caves. Maxwell looks over at Matixia. I say we go in the caves. I say we go. I don't trust this one. Uh, Oh, no, no, no. We're going to get trapped. Well, we can can post someone out. Uh, He looks over to Connor. Uh, do you mind staying out, keeping watch? So the person can turn around and say, hey, we're getting trapped? <laughs> well, keep an eye open for things. I mean, our tracker's telling us that they went down this way. That's what we're here for, right? What do the rest of y'all think? I said we go up first. Look, I mean, I'm all for checking out both places. I don't think we should divide our forces, but it's up to you guys. I don't necessarily... Jeff, Jeff turns to you, Nova. I'm going to go wherever you go. <laughs> And uh, Lizzie turns to you. I'm going wherever you go. <laughs> I understand that I'm not trustworthy right now, but I'm just saying my training and experience says <laughs> that tra- there's another trail that's going uphill. Yeah, we can see the trail. <laughs> I just don't believe you. You don't have to believe me, but I'm cool. telling you. It looks like we're going in the cave then. All right, if we die, it's your fault. It's on your head. <laughs> hey, Franks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> what a dickhead. <laughs> okay. So are the rest of you okay with that? You guys are going in the cave then? I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Connor's looking out. He just turns to you guys. I uh I'll I'll shout in if I say anything if I see anything. Does anyone want to stay with me? I mean, just in case. I can't even stay with you. Doing buddy checks, I don't want to stay with you. Wait, can I stay with him? Jeff's like is it okay, Nova? Yeah, 
Yeah. I'm not your mom. Oh, uh, my mom died. I told you that last night. <laughs> Nolan's my mom. <laughs> wow. A party of dicks. That's a, <laughs> a sausage party. That's what you guys are. <laughs> Jeff and... Connor are going to stay outside and just kind of keep an eye open while the rest of you guys go in. So now there's seven of you. The the entrance of this cave, it's a bit wider than the trail was leading up to it. So again, you guys can go back to to, 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 who's leading this merry band? You are? Yeah. Thamir, I want you to roll me a perception check. You can go ahead and roll this one with advantage. Uh, 15 plus, I think I have five perception. Okay. As you guys continue deeper and deeper into this cave you start to notice some etchings on the wall around. It doesn't look like anything intelligent made them. It looks more like deep scratch marks heading both in and out of the cave on either side. A little under waist height of you, and then down to the ground. There's a little bit of etchings up toward the top, but most of it is toward the bottom. Uh, guys, it looks like something's been... Something large has been crawling in and out of this cave. Uh, Matixia, after a couple steps, you noticed a little bit of blood. Um, like whatever had, like the, your attackers, the people that you have followed into this cave, were injured. And as you continue on further and for- further, there is more blood and more blood. Finally, this cave that you guys are in descends into what appears to be a cavern. It's a rough cave going through, so there's like stalactites, stalagmites, there's a handful of columns off on the side, but once you guys get into this cavern at the bottom, uh, there's a lot more of everything. So a handful of these columns, you see like some kind of liquid dripping from the ceiling, uh, puddling on the floors. You can tell that it's water, not anything crazy. Water with some mineral deposits or things. You can see against the far side a body slumped over. I want to go investigate the body. You walk over and you realize it's actually two bodies. One is kind of somewhat draped over the other. The one on top is no longer breathing, but the one on the bottom is an elf. And he's breathing very shallowly. And you can see this deep gash on the thigh down to the leg. And then the rest of it is covered with this other this other body. I'm going to start off by shouting to everyone that I found someone alive. <laughs> Right after you yell that out, you hear that same noise that you had heard before. It's a little bit quieter. It doesn't seem like it's as many legs. And it's a giant centipede. Um, before you see anything in your cavern, you hear this blood-curdling scream. You can't tell if it's Connor or Jeff, but you can hear it from outside of this cave. Silence. Oh, shit. And then you hear... Down the cave, in the direction of you guys, and you can hear in the cave with you... More of these things, and... Nova turns around. You turn around to catch sight of this creature coming down the cave. How big is it? Massive. It almost takes up the entirety of the tunnel that it's going down, and you can see where its legs are scratching against the against the inside of this cave and chipping away at the places where it was chipping uh, before. And you can also see now where that noise is coming from the room around you. 
more of these creatures babies. This thing's young. They're smaller. Coming out but behind us? Or? Coming from around various columns. There's actually one that looks like it was in the process of beginning to feed on the guy who, the, sh- the one who was the elf who was like breathing very shallowly. And that's where that gash, it looks like it was starting to bite into its leg and you see it crawl out from under him. I want all of you guys to roll initiative. Hold your asses. What is mine? I'm six. Twelve. I got a twenty. God damn, what the? I'm not a nat twenty, total points. <laughs> I got an eighteen. I'm kind of scared now. Lizzie rolled a ten. We should have gone up the mountain. Oh my god. I'm gonna die here. <laughs> yeah, you probably are. Hey. <laughs> what is Lizzie good for? Absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out. Okay. Matixia, you're able to catch this thing just as it's coming down. You see these things are coming out, but you're quick. So what are you doing? I'm going to hit him with my swords. You are facing closer to the body because you would have been one of the first people in. It would have been you and Tazaruk. So there are a lot of people between you and this creature. So if you want to move past them, you can. I'm going to consider it difficult terrain where you're weaving through them in order to attack it. There's also the small ones behind. But there's also the the small ones closer to the bodies, which is where you are. All right, I guess I'll go for the small ones. How many small ones are there? You, right now, see two of them. Okay. All right, I guess I'll attack and then I'll disengage. 22. Go ahead and roll for damage. You going to go rage mode? Five, seven. Okay, so you bring it across this thing's body, opening this large gash. This thing is small, it's only a baby, but you feel this sweltering heat come out of the, its insides as your blade rakes across it. You take a jump back. Are you doing anything with your movement? Are you moving anywhere else in this room? Uh, I guess um, to, toward the group. So the group is to your rear. You're moving toward the cluster of people and toward the main creature attacking you guys. Mm. Okay, yeah. This big creature, seeing you through this collection of bodies strike one of its offspring, just lets out this guttural... I the rest of you guys. <laughs> Love it. That sounded more like a bird for some reason. <laughs> and it is going after the closest person to it, which in this case would have been Maxwell. Maxwell. Yes! <laughs> yes! It was strikes out at him. Oh! <laughs> oh my god. It jumps into him with this, like it opens its gaping maw, and you see just rows and rows of teeth, and these teeth just... <laughs> crushed down on his shoulder. You guys hear this, oh, and blood squirts out from his armor on his shoulder, and he takes 20 points of piercing damage from this thing, and you guys can see smoke and steam rise from where the teeth are making contact as his skin underneath sizzles and burns. He takes 27 points of damage total. You could yell something to him if you want to. I said don't die, bud. Thomir, I'm gonna wild shape into a uh, a spider, and I am going to climb onto the ceiling and run past him to the other side. It gets an opportunity attack. What is your armor class as said tiny spider? (laughs) Uh, Twelve. But I rolled a natural one. So (laughs) this creature completely misses you, and it just scrapes across the wall, and you can see this long cut where, like, the razors, the razored edge of, like, this wing thing that it has on its back just cuts this deep gash through the rock. 
and stone. Part of it actually damaging where you could see that obsidian vein come through, which is a hardy material. It, it scratches that pretty good. What are you doing when you get around it? I use a bonus action to change back. What is your movement speed as a spider? 20 feet. Okay, so essentially your turn is going to end just past this thing. You might need to spend some of next turn uh, getting to the ground. Oh, okay. Yeah, because like you were just past it. This thing is massive. Then I don't use my bonus action. Yeah, so you're just going to wait there until... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> next up is going to be Maxwell, who is currently grappled in this thing's mouth fucking A. He struggles to fight at this thing and he's smacking it with his blade that he has in his other hand. His shield falls to the ground as he loses feeling in his left arm and he's striking at this thing but nothing seems to be finding any decent purchase in it. You see more smoke and flame leave the corners of this thing's mouth, those of you who are in its vicinity, and again Maxwell winces as he takes nine more points of damage from this creature. (laughs) He is really hurting. Cypher, it is your turn. So I see this because he's right behind me, right? Yeah. He's hit his fire. So I could use absorb elements. Absorb element is a reaction. If this thing is doing damage to you directly, then you can absorb it as a reaction Uh, and then deal damage on your next one. But it hasn't not attacked you yet. Okay. So then I don't use it. All right. Then I'll go for for one of his legs. 15. That hits. Two plus four, so six. As you swipe down at the left side of this creature's body, you take off three of its legs, but it has like 20-some. So it, it kind of now has to overcorrect and put more weight on its right side, but it's essentially minuscule. It's uh, for its legs! You didn't have to yell. We're, we're right here. Well, <laughs> well I'm pretty sure it's loud. Not me, I'm on the other side. I'm pretty sure it's loud in the cave. Like, this guy screeched. The baby, the little one that you had attacked, takes a hit, uh, hit out at you. You take, you take five points of piercing damage as it bites into your leg, like right around the calf area. And you also take an additional, yeah, five points from the bite plus an additional two points of fire damage as this thing burns you. But you're able to dodge away from it. And you take half, so we're gonna say four points of damage total. Uh, um, and now this thing, this thing had to slither up to you in order to to reach you to do the bite. So it's it's essentially following you. Tazaruk, it also you get an opportunity attack on this creature should you choose to do it because it's going past you in order to reach her. I would take the opportunity attack with my vicious hand axe. Okay. So it's a twenty. Twenty-one to hit. Roll for damage. Seven. Seven damage. So you actually don't take any damage. You know, you can save that uh, dodge action as well because when this creature sl- is slithering up to you, he catches it beforehand and with your axe, you just cleave this thing in two. You do, however, take, yeah, you take three points of fire damage as, mm-hmm. yeah, as this creature, it's like blood. resistance huh? to fire. So you take, you'll, we'll say two, two damage. Two damage. It'll be half of that, but we round up. Right. Now we're on to Lizzie. Oh my god, these things are disgusting. <laughs> and she pulls out another short sword, and she pulls out a shield as well. She kind of thinks about it for half a second, and actually as her bonus action, she's going to put that away, pull out a hand crossbow, and fire with that instead <laughs> at the larger creature, rolling a natural 20. <laughs> oh That's awesome. <laughs> and she does 10 points of damage to this creature as it shoots directly into its face, into where its mouth was open. And since it rolled a nat 20, we're going to say that in pain, 
and it opened its mouth, uh, releasing the this death grip that it had on Maxwell, and he kind of pulls away from it. And you now see this this bolt somewhat sticking out of its mouth just a little bit, like into the roof of its mouth between some of the teeth. Uh, it looks at, at Lizzie just with this hatred, and she's just like, oh my god, I shouldn't have done that. And she hides behind one of the columns just in time for one of these creatures, another one of these creatures, to kind of slither out from another spot in the wall and take a bite at her. <laughs> Rolling another natural 20. Oh my god. <laughs> she takes a total of 14 points of damage. She So the rest of you see her duck behind this column, and then you just hear, ah! Nova, your turn. So is his mouth still open? It is. Okay. It's kind of reeling back. So I use my longbow, and I shoot another arrow into his mouth. Make it in Real 20. smart, guys. Real smart. Make it a 20. Oh, oh four? Shit. In the midst of all this chaos, you take a shot with your longbow up to it, but... Since you're kind of shooting, this thing at this point is only maybe 10 feet from you or so, and with a longbow, it can be difficult to try to maneuver that. You fire right past this thing's head, and your arrow splinters against the top of the cave. Do you want to do anything else in your turn? Move or anything? Any bonus actions? Yes, I want to move out the way, preferably behind a rock. Okay, like around, uh, do you want to do one of the columns, which will be three-quarters color uh, cover, or one of the stalag mites, which is half cover? Column so we can try to crash this cave. Okay. Lizzie went off to one to her right-hand side. You're going to one off to the left-hand side. So uh, you're now behind this, and you have a little bit more cover with that. Hazrick. Rage mode. First thing I'm going to do is rage. Okay. <laughs> How far am I from this thing? It's across the room from you, because you were one of the first ones to enter, so you're against the back wall, close to where the two bodies are. Um, from where you are, though, you can see where Lizzie had ducked behind that column, and you can see where this creature is now currently attached to her leg. She's about 20 feet from you. I'll, I'll run up to, to her. Okay. So what you don't realize is there was a, another one of these creatures, the baby ones, that was nestled within these bodies, so within five feet of where you were. So as you're, as you're trying to leave that area, it gets an opportunity attack on you. Okay. It rolled a 15. Uh, you take seven points of damage as this thing bites into your leg. Again, latching on, same like what hers is. You take five points. Actually, you have resistance on fire. You take six points of damage. fire resistance. And is this pure... Oh, and you're raging. Oh, so is this piercing? It is. So you actually take half of that, um, which is just four points of damage total. Four points of damage? Yeah. It's it's lashed onto your leg, though. If it was larger, you'd be considered grappled with a baby, so... Gotcha. Okay, so I run up to her... With this thing attached to your leg. With this thing attached to my leg. I am going to attack the one that's on her leg. Okay, roll hit. Because the one on my leg is not as big as your leg. So I'm going to swing with my giant slayer hand axe first. First... That's a 10. You run up preparing to take a strike, but she is, like, flailing around so much that you are worried about taking a swing at it and accidentally missing and taking a chop of, like, chopping on her leg. So you withhold that first attack. So there's still one more attack. Can I try to grab that one and pull it off of her? Uh, roll for strength. It's going to be a contested strength roll with this thing. That is a 19 plus 7. Oh yeah, easily. You rip this thing off, but again, Lizzie lets out another scream ah! as it tears a chunk of her flesh off with its teeth. So am I just holding this thing now? You're just holding it now. That was, that was your, both your turns. <laughs> so you're holding this creature. Technically, it, it is now grappled. And meanwhile, this other creature that is currently attached to your leg rolls a 15. 
which hits you. And you take, when you're raging, you take another three points of both piercing, I'm sorry, four points of both piercing and fire damage. Back up to the top, um, Atixia. Am I still closer to the small guys? Yeah, you're kind of more so in the center of the group now. Behind you, off to your left, is the column that Lizzie and Tazurik are behind. Both of them are kind of locked into combat with the two remaining babies. Okay. Baby creatures, not like just baby humans or something. <laughs> You can reach it if you want to. This thing right now is maybe 15 feet from you. 10, 15 feet. Okay. I'll do one, one attack I'll use to go for his legs. Okay. So you run up through the rest of the group. Um, we're going to consider that somewhat difficult terrain, but you're able to reach it anyway. It would have just cut your movement speed in half, but you can reach it. No problem. Uh, legs on the same side, left side? Yes. 16 plus 5. Ooh, you hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. Ooh, six plus two. Did you do one attack or two? Just one, and um, then I'm gonna. I'm just gonna offline. Okay. <laughs> okay. So yeah, you're gonna use your disengage action. Uh, you, you're going off. I'm assuming to what would be your right side, then around this creature. Oh, I guess like back towards the group. Okay, so you're kind of hitting it, backing up then. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you take your swing, you're able to take more. You're, we're going to say two more of its legs off of that left side. So even more so now, it's slumping to the left side. It kind of exposing the it's the right side of its belly and side. This creature is going to go after you now. So it's kind of moving up to you, brushing Maxwell aside, and because you just did uh, a good bit of damage to it. And... It rolls a natural one. So we're going to say as it's trying to catch up to you, its belly scrapes because that left side is down a little low now. That left side scrapes against uh, where a stalagmite is sticking up from the ground, and it's going to take just an additional single point of damage as it kind of scratches at its side, but it's enough to distract it so it's not going after you. It does not reach you on that turn. It just kind of gets distracted. Thomir. So I'll use my action to... Go to the ground, basically. Yep. Oh, your movement. Yeah, my movement to, uh, to get to the ground. Mm-hmm. And then I'll use my bonus action to revert back. Mm-hmm. You still have an action. Uh, how far away am I from the beast? Five from... feet. Five feet from its tail. And how far am I away from everyone else? The group is on the other side of the center mass of this thing. We'll say 20 feet, because you moved your whole movement speed. And then some of them were behind you. So it's roughly 20 feet. Cool. I cast uh, Thunder Wave at, on, at a spell slot 2. It rolled a natural 1. So go ahead and roll for damage and double it. 2d8. Fuck it up. 7 plus 6. 13 times 2. Why times 2? Because you it rolled a natural 1. Oh. Then so yeah. what do you say, 13? So it takes 26 points of damage? Yes. Nice. Good job. <laughs> yeah, man. Very, very nice. Uh, this thing is looking bloodied, which is at half health. Um, but the problem is, though, when you push it forward, it goes, because it's kind of taken back by this attack from behind. It was already moving in that direction. You launch it into your companions. So it's now flying, and it's going to be one of the times it's going to use one of, as it's moving forward, it's going to use one of its legendary actions against Cypher. Just an 11. Uh, absorb elements. I'm going to absorb his impact. <laughs> you can do that. That works. Okay, so you take 20 points of piercing damage. And seven points of fire damage that you can absorb. I so you take, D8. huh? It was supposed to do three D eight damage. I missed that. <laughs> Roll another D eight. I'll allow it. Four. So another eight, eight points. Of, another eight points of damage. All right. 
so you don't take that seven. So you only take 20. Maxwell, as this thing is passing him, it's now taking, uh, he's taking a swipe. Kind of following the rest of your guys' lead, he's going to go after the legs on the right side. He's still a little bit injured, but he's able to get a shot off. Ooh, he does nine points of damage as he cleaves off, like, cleanly four of this creature's legs and, like... Left side or right side? On the right side. Because that's where, that's direction, that's where he was, was on his right side. So he's more evened out now again? Well, so the ones that they damage is more toward the front of its legs, kind of slumping it forward. The ones that Maxwell just damaged are more in the center of its row of legs. So, uh, that was his turn, and he is just going to prepare for a second attack. He's not going to do anything else with his bonus or whatever. Cypher, it's your turn. I'm going to take one of the potions. Okay, that's a bonus action. So okay. you can go ahead, 1d6 plus 4. 2 plus 4 plus 6. And you still have movement and an action. Okay, so I'm still close. Oh, and I'm sorry. Yeah, we'll say this thing bites you, it wants to grapple you, but because of that bolt that was shot into its roof of its mouth, it's not able to, like, continuously keep its mouth closed. So you're not grappled, but his face is right up on oh, you. Oh, he's right in front of my face. Yes. Okay. I'm going to use my... That, what's that weapon called? Scimitar. Uh, scimitar. So I have one. I have that, and I have a short sword in my other hand. Okay. So I'm about to du- dual weapon this guy. Go for it. So is this considered a colossal slip? It's a monstrosity. Damn it. <laughs> okay. Either way, let's go fight. And you're doing seven points of fire damage on this creature as well. Yes, sir. So 17. Don't add the seven until the end. Okay, 17 for the first attack. That hits. Second attack is eight plus the seven. 15. Both of them hit. Go ahead and roll for damage. Six plus two. So that was the first one, right? Yes. And then roll for damage on the second. One plus two. You, and you attempt as you're striking down at this thing, you're striking it across the face. You actually badly damage it in one of its eyes, so much so that the eye itself pops and leaks down its face, and it's really hurting. Uh, you attempt to channel the fire that you had absorbed earlier back into it. It is immune to fire. Oh. So it would have been really cool. It saved you seven points of health. It's a fireball. Yeah. <laughs> or not fireball. But it seems to have no effect on it, channeling this fire back. Meanwhile, the creature that is currently latched onto Lizzie is going to attempt to take another bite. Actually, you pulled that thing off. So it's trying to bite at you, but it can't get around at you to, to do anything. And it's Lizzie's turn. <laughs> she rolls a natural one. So basically her turn is just spent like staring down at the wound that's on her leg. There's the one that's still on you. Still biting at your leg. But it, it stays clenched where it is. You can feel this heat coming off of it. Um, you're going to take just one point of fire damage. Would have been two as like it's now searing your leg. Nova. So I'm going to listen to Johan's advice and hit the legs. So I'm still behind this column. You are. Is it possible if I can run out and hit him? Yeah. Yeah, only meter movement speed. You can reach it. It kind of moved a little bit ahead now, so it's only like 10 feet, 10 feet from you. So I'll get my um, two of my short swords, because I'm allowed to have two in my hand, and kind of like do a crossing motion. So your bonus action is going to be switching from the bow to the weapons. Go ahead and roll for attack. 16, that hits. I love how Tazurik this whole time is just fighting the little babies. Because <laughs> everyone else is fighting the big thing. Yeah, the biggest guy here. Well, okay. he did fight the big giant, so. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> pretty much by myself. Who? Wait, wait, wait. I helped you. I you hit it with blades? Yes. I'm sorry. 
You took 14 points of fire damage. Because you take 2d6 fire damage with every melee attack. You know what's funny? If I didn't take that potion, I would have died. But then I had 14 <laughs> health. And then I took the 6. Damn. So now I have 6 health. I only remember because she's about to do the same thing. Why did you say something? What? Huh? Wait. So you hit it. What's your damage? Oh, oh um, 16. 16 to hit, right? What, yeah. How much damage did you do? Five, sorry. You take 11 points of fire damage from this creature. You slice off two of its legs, but this this extreme heat comes out of where the extremities were severed, and you find yourself sweating despite being in an ice cave. Uh, to Zurich. Alright, so I have one in my hand. You have one in your hand and one in your leg. One in my leg. <laughs> <laughs> Use it as a weapon and swing it. <laughs> I was thinking I'm doing that. And I then I was thinking, well, my other thought was, hmm, I wonder if I'd do any damage to the big one if I threw the little one at the big one. But I'm just going to try to rip it in half. Ah, oh, Jesus. Roll for strength. <laughs> What'd you roll? Matt 20. You ripped this thing in two. Uh, you do take two points of fire damage, and the process would have been four points, as the blood and ichor from the center of this thing just sprays around your immediate vicinity. And, yeah, you now are holding two bits of this creature's baby <laughs> that you just ripped in half. And I still have an attack, so... Oh, I should have rolled that with advantage, but it doesn't matter. You whack this thing, it doesn't quite kill it, but it's essentially dead. It loosens its grip from around your leg and just falls to the ground. It attempts in vain to nurse its wounds, but it's just essentially laying there beneath your feet. Uh, you doing anything else? I can go into a frenzy as my bonus action, right? Yes. No, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to run towards the battle. Pentixia. I guess I'll attack the big guy again. Okay. 18 plus 5. That hits. 3. Three points of damage, you take four points of damage, of fire damage, as you're striking at this thing. Can yeah. I dodge it? So dodge would be a reaction if a creature attacks you. The heated body is a reaction for this creature on you, so there's not much you can well, do. What about my bonus action? You can choose to disengage with it and back up, but... It's already too late. You're still going to take that heat, because that... that is essentially the reaction to you striking it. Mm-hmm. But if you want to get out of its immediate attack area when it's its turn so it doesn't attack you back, you can disengage and back up. All right, I'll do without that. Without getting an opportunity attack. Okay. How far are you backing up? Uh, I guess I'll go back to the group. Okay. Well, so you're like kind of this thing and you are both in the midst of this group. It's kind of almost in between all of you at this point, thrashing around. Uh, speaking of which, it is its turn. It was going to go after you, Matixia, but now it is not. Who attacked before that? Uh, sorry, was, Nova. Yeah, it was me. It, uh, it turns to strike out at you, but with its dammit, like with its missing legs on its left side, and that was the side that you were attacking from, it takes a strike at you, but it completely misses. Um, it only rolled a four, so, uh, Thamir. I am going to use my bonus action to switch my, uh, quarterstaff for my giant hammer. 
Uh, and then I'm going to attack with my giant hammer. You may be proficient in war hammers and war axes, but not in this particular one. So you are just rolling with that plus two. You're not adding your two hit yet. You need to use it a handful of times and familiarize yourself with it before you, you before you gain proficiency. So do I roll to hit right You now? roll to hit, but you do not add your normal to hit. You're just adding two to whatever you roll. Uh, 13. 14, 15, that hits. Uh, 11 points of damage. Where were you aiming on this thing? Basically crushing its tail. You do more than that. You sever that section of the tail clean from its body. It whips around toward you. How much of the cave does it fill? So when it was crawling down, the main portion of its body filled up most of the cave. But it is now in the cavern, the only thing, because you pushed it that direction. A little bit of its tail is still left in the cave, but it's very small. It's like, imagine if, like, Cypher were just to lay down flat on the ground, okay. essentially. So it's, like, toward the center of the, of the cave there. Maxwell is going to take another swing at this thing. He starts digging into where some of its hide and thing is on the back, pulling different hide pieces off, like, because it's a, kind of a scaled creature. Mm-hmm. Um, it shaves a couple of those off, doesn't do any major damage or anything to it, though, um, and he's just continuing to hack at it. A cypher, it's your turn. It's facing me now, though, right? It's back to everyone else? It's, it's kind of like looking over its shoulder. Okay. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm going to use my last potion. Mm-hmm. I'm about to die here, actually, guys. Three plus two. Okay, you restore five points of health. Oh god, I'm gonna die. I got eleven health, guys. Fighting this beast. So this beast is is, is facing him now, Thalmir. So it's not. not, Yeah, it's it's. And you were on the other side, so yeah. Essentially, its back is facing you, or the back portion of its center mass. Half his half his tail that he just demolished is looking at me now. The tail itself, no, it's still kind of like turned. So, like, you're seeing, like, more of the top half of its back okay. and, like, a shoulder. Okay, can I slice some legs off, then? Yeah, up on the right side. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead and swing. So, 9 plus 7. That has to go. We're having more for damage on the first one. 3. You yeah. take 4 points of dam- fire damage. I'm going to die if I keep attacking this <laughs> You take out more of its legs in the front. Now, the whole top side of its body and with its back damage, it falls a little bit forward and... It seems like it's really, really hurting right now. Um, I have you guys kill it because I have seven health. <laughs> and at this moment, Lizzie comes from around the column. Her face is pale. Um, it looks like maybe she threw up. And she locks eyes with this creature, sees that it's badly injured, but then looks down at the baby on the floor and confusing it with the one that had bit her, the one that you had ripped in half, she just steps on it. And it just... underneath her, and dies. (laughs) And that's her turn. (laughs) Instead of going after the big guy, she just stepped on the baby. Nova. Heal me! (laughs) You have have nine potions, heal me. Oh, she has the the potion? Yeah. Are you even close? You can get fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Remember all all that shit the last couple days And I said that I wasn't going to help you again That was That's not in the game though That was in person She yells that quickly (laughs) What are you talking about? I don't even know you Alright so I am going to cure Wounds on myself. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love how selfish this party is. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Johan. I'm gonna heal Johan. Hey! Um, wow. 
So I'm going to touch him, and he re- regains a number. Of- so he is on the other side of this creature from where you are. You're on the creature's left side. He's on the creature's right side. So my action is to run towards Johan. To run around it? This thing will get an opportunity attack on you. Okay. Oh. You okay with that? Yep. I like it. You're a boss. <laughs> yeah, uh, you take 20 points of piercing damage and 7 points of fire damage. <laughs> that means he's dead, right? As the creature already turning your direction because it was facing Thamir, takes a bite at you. I'm dead. <laughs> You're down. You're down. Wow. You're not dead. You're down. Uh, the creature attempts to grapple you, but again, with that bolt in its mouth, is unable to. It picks you up and drops you, and you just fall the failure success thing. Yeah, so now we're going to start rolling for uh, death saves, but we're going to, uh, on your next turn, that'll be an issue. So that's the first person dropping a zero HP. Very nice. Tazarek. <laughs> All she tried to do was help you. <laughs> so I'll hear it now. This beast is I'm going to attack it with my giant slayer hand axe first. Mm-hmm. Watch, when J- watch when Jack finally comes to attack, he kills it. That's a 12. That misses. That misses. You do hit the creature's hide, though, and take three points. Well, two points of damage, because you're taking half. All right, and I'll swing at it with my other hand axe, my vicious hand axe. Okay. Fifteen. Roll for damage. You take five more points of fire damage. Ten points of damage. And I take how many points? You do ten points of damage to this thing. You take five. How do you want to do this? Am I killing it? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, God! <laughs> I'm going to... So, basically, I came down with the first one, and then using that momentum, I swing up and slice it from the lowest point that I can see all the way straight up. This is Jack's first attack on the monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really? He <laughs> was just fighting the babies before. <laughs> so, we did all the damage. He gets the glory. Okay. So your first weapon just hits the hide, but the second one is able to, to find its mark, and you there is this crunching, crushing sound as your blade just cuts through its various scales and hide, and in the gash left in its wake, there is essentially smoke and flame that leaves, and it's very quickly extinguished, and this creature just lets out a final, and then falls to the ground. Wow. <laughs> You're welcome, Lifeless. Yes. This guy came so fast with it. I was gonna I die. <laughs> I was gonna die if he didn't kill it. <laughs> All right, what are you guys doing? Saves the day again. Can we can we I'm try dead. to help her? Yeah. Medicine. I'm gonna run up to her and cast a spell. You do your spell, Thamir, and then Cipher. I want you to roll a medicine check. Can I investigate the creature? Sure. Roll me a nature check. Fifteen. She's in really dire straits. If she does not get medical attention right away, you're casting your wounds. Yeah. So. <laughs> I want this to happen. I wanted this. I wanted this to happen simultaneously. Where you're like, oh my god, oh my god, she's gonna die. Eight. We need to get her I to the. Her eight points and then all of a sudden, her eyes open as various wounds around her body begin to seal. And Thamir just brought you back from the brink of death. Thank you, Thamir. You return to consciousness. I glare at Jeff. Uh, what did you roll on your nature? What did you roll yeah, on your nature? Jeff outside. Dead. Uh, 11. You rolled an 11? Shit. You don't know what this creature is. Thomir, I want you to roll a nature check as well. You do, as you're, as you're going across, uh, across its body, you realize it's quickly cooling, although it's probably going to be several days until it cools completely. 
and the 21. the hide, the scales and things off of it might be worth something if you get it to the right person. Mm. Uh, 21. Now getting a closer read on this creature, you recognize it as a Remoras. This one seems a little bit younger. It's like if you guys had fought the full thing, it probably would have killed all of you. So you're very lucky you fought one that was younger. Uh, The babies, fortunately, were far from mature. So you were able to dispatch of those relatively quickly. And you ultimately reached the same conclusion that he did. That uh, if you get the scales to the right person, it might be worth a little bit of money if they're gathered. I'll take some scales. Okay. Uh, Roll me a survival check. If you want to take any, you can as well. Me. Okay. Uh, at that same time, limping into the cave, you guys see Jeff covered in blood. There's various gashes across his body, but it seems like most of the blood he's sporting is not his own. His face is very pale, paler than Lizzie's was just a moment before. And uh, Lizzie's actually the first one to notice him. Oh my, oh my God. <laughs> Jeff. That was so scary. Did you see? What, where, where's Connor? And Jeff, you just see like tears start streaming down his face. I, I tried to save him, but he's gone. He's dead. Mm. And he just joins the rest of you guys. And you see, he does a cure wounds to himself as well to get himself back up to health. And he's now trying to clean himself off a little bit. I rolled a twenty-four in survival. Okay, so you've done this kind of stuff often over the last couple years very easily you're able to peel the scales back you're able to clean them off um, and you put them into your sack kind of wrapped up in one of the cloaks that you had that was in your ration kit that was given to you earlier uh, the morning before how many scales did I grab? uh, we're going to say for the sake of this roll a d20 4 okay you get 8 scales 8 scales? I would like to search the area to see if anything if there's anything of importance or value in this category. Roll an investigation. Are you checking the bodies or the area in general? The area in general. Okay. What are the rest of you guys doing? Can I check the elf's bodies? Yes. Go ahead and roll an investigation. What's everyone's health right now? I'm, I'm on seven. I'm at nine. I got a seven. Thirty. What's your health? Did you be at eight? Maxwell's at 16. What did you get? Okay. Seven. I'm going to cast seven. another cure wounds on you. You find in various states of decomposition other bodies. Not all I, humanoid. I um, excuse me. It looks like a couple of them may have at some point been humanoid. It's mostly just broken bits of bone. You recognize some of it as like animal bone. It seems like this was the den of these creatures. Yeah. Okay. Um, Thank you. you find some clothing and things all torn and shredded. It looks like they've been here essentially for the entirety of their lives. At least the young Remoraz has been here for the entirety of its life, just preying on passers by in the canyon. Is that investigation? Yes. Ask him because I don't know what Is that dude that we found there? 26 plus 4. Is he still alive? Huh? Is he still alive? You didn't check the bodies. He is. I'm waiting on him. Sorry. Six. Six. I'm at full health. All you can really tell is, so there's two bodies here. One is an orc and one is the elf. The elf is the one underneath. You can see various bikes, bike marks in its leg and uh, on its shoulder, kind of tearing where it, these creatures were tearing through its clothing um, and flesh. The breathing has ceased. He doesn't have, he doesn't have any uh, equipment that I can steal off of him? You rolled a six. Oh, shit. Is anyone else doing anything? Uh, I healed both Johan and uh, Jirza's characters. To full health? No. No, I'm at 13 now. Okay. 15. I'm going to take a health potion. 
Okay, one d six plus four. Yeah, you guys all had some in your packs. Um, That's a ten. And you guys see Maxwell takes one of these as well, uh, as does Lizzie. Lizzie returns to essentially full health. How's Maxwell doing? He's doing okay now. Now that he's taken his his potion, so Um, he's not gonna die. And he he did not. Actually, none of you died. One of you went unconscious, but no one died. Um, Oh, I also exit my rage. And uh, Maxwell kind of clears his throat. So it looked like the path up the mountain was probably the right path. No shit. I see you're still alive. I see that you're still alive. That's unfortunate. Uh, I kind of wanted you to die, to be honest. Yeah, subtle. Subtle. (laughs) He starts kind of clearing off his gear, gathering himself and searching this room as well. Is anyone else doing anything? Can I search the body again? Go ahead and search the <laughs> I want to search this fucking elf. Are we going to start heading out of the cave? Okay. Yeah, same. Yeah. I'm getting yeah. out. 18. I just died. Rummaging through the two bodies a little bit more. Again, you find similar notes to the ones that you guys have found on the bodies uh, of the attackers before. Essentially, just something talking about Orlana um, oh. and Kent. Something about going to the town of Kent. They're just It's just on paper. And... You also find a total of a thousand gold piece pieces worth of diamonds. Wow! What? Damn. Yeah, we're gonna say share. Yeah, we're just gonna say two fairly large diamonds, each one worth five hundred gold. You also find weapons that are in various states of damage. Wow. Um, yeah, they're they're not in very good shape. It seems like this attack had done as much damage to them as their owners. Besides that, just torn clothing, some uh, crushed up rations, things like that. The rations are good. You could probably eat them uh, if it's in the next day or so. The packaging is damaged, so it's probably not going to stay good for very long. All right, I end my turn. Ready to leave the cave with my buddies. The rest of you guys are leaving the cave? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So one by one, successful though, now extremely tired, you guys exit the cave and... The carnage that you had seen before entering is now increased and added to as you realize that there are two halves of Connor laying out in the snow. He is very dead. You can see what Jeff meant by I couldn't bring him back because it didn't matter what health potions or spells you have, you're not bringing back two halves of a person. Can I search Connor's body? (laughs) Go ahead and roll for investigation. Um, You know what? Roll for investigation on which half would you like to... (laughs) Bottom half. Bottom half. You can inspect the top half if you'd like. This guy. That's a 18 plus 4 is 22. Okay. What does he find on Connor that I couldn't find on that damn elf? Are you rolling on the top half? Yeah. I'll try it. No, 18! 18. Um, You find around his neck an amulet, well, like a locket kind of deal, that is pure gold (laughs) and uh, has the Order of the Eternal Flame logo on it, as well as some inscription on the back about how Balthazar is always watching or something. (laughs) And you find essentially like a medieval version of a wallet. Or like a kind of like a coin purse, but it's hard sided. There's a little bit of gold inside. We're gonna say seven gold, sixteen copper. And you also find a picture 
Uh, it looks like it was professionally drawn somewhere a long time ago. You see the man in the picture is very clearly Connor, although a bit younger. And he standing next to him is this very happy-looking woman, smiling wide. He's smiling wide in the picture as well. And there are two young children with him. The rest of you guys funnel out as you're pulling out um, the picture and kind of looking it over. Maxwell just kind of makes eye contact with you, Tazaruk, and says, um, yeah, that was Bethany. He's joined them now. Fuck yeah. He kind of looks over at... He looks over at Cypher. <laughs> so we're heading up the hill then. <laughs> I think we should have done it in the first place. Care to lead us? My pleasure. Okay. Uh, besides that, is it the same marching order? For those who are remaining. <laughs> Connor was the odd one out. We're now, we now have a party of eight. So you guys follow this path as it kind of climbs up the side of this this mountain a little further and where it ultimately ends, where it ultimately goes over this hump. And reaching the hump, Cypher, you're the first one to see this. There is where the trail goes down this little hump. And it kind of opens up into like another clearing. And in the center of that clearing is like a large rock. Leaning up against it is the Goliath that you guys had encountered two nights prior. You don't recognize his name, but the rest of you guys, as you're going up over this hill, recognize it as Bone Spar, the finally broken. <laughs> Maxwell comes up. He's, he's still right behind you or right next to you, essentially. And as he goes up over the hump and sees where this body is and this cloak that's next to it with little faint bits of light coming out of it, he just starts sprinting down the other side of this hill, ultimately reaching where uh, this Goliath had fallen before the rest of you. And he like, you see him kind of fumble through the cloak and then just smile widely. And he looks back at the rest of you. We found it. The rest of you are now coming up to it. Is anyone else doing anything else? Don't do anything crazy. <laughs> just yet. We can save that for next what time. What happened to <laughs> So there are bite marks in him consistent with the Remoraz that you guys had faced. It looks like this is where it was when you guys were in the cave, and then it had doubled back to where you were. It had, there's several bike marks all over him. He's actually missing most of his left arm, just absolutely covered in blood. But I want... I'm going to search him. <laughs> roll me in a uh, perception check. Who else is approaching the body? Roll me a perception check. 20. Uh, two. You're kind of more focused on the body. You're focused on the body as well as the things around it. You're kind of looking around for this missing arm, just for the hell of it. And you realize on the stone right behind where Bone Spar had breathed his last is fresh blood and a message that he had written in his own blood using his missing arm. And all it says is, Kent, find our... Like A R, and then the blood just where his arm had slipped. Yeah, those comically oversized pens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks like that. Like it's a gel pen. Find A R, and then it just like he was writing something, and then that's okay. when it stopped. Find Archer. And uh, Jeff's like, if we leave now, maybe we can get back before the festival. Return the return the gauntlet. Kind of want to continue on the Kent. So you guys kind of are reading this and kind of muttering back and forth. And as you're doing so, Lizzie, Jeff, 
and Maxwell give you guys just this standoffish look. And they say, no, we're taking the gauntlet back to Thane's stand. That's what we're here for. And you see they, uh, his hand kind of goes to his weapon. And that's where we're going to leave it tonight. Oh, we got to fight, motherfucker. <laughs> oh.